Welcome to the Crimson Circle Connection Center here in Louisville, Colorado. It's exciting and wonderful to know that you are there listening in from literally this global community that you are. We're here in the studio and we have, you know, it's red wrap, red shawl, red scarf day. That's a symbol of the Chambra family, that Chambra commitment to consciousness. Can we get a shot of the audience in their beautiful red? Look at this. Wait till you see this. Okay, everybody wave. Look how, come on, you're so excited. Okay. It's wonderful to be here with you all. Thank you so much. As you may know, we're getting ready for Jeffrey Hoppe to channel Adamus Saint-Germain. We welcome you, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, listening at crimsoncircle.com, or watching video also from crimsoncircle.com. So, with that, I think we're ready to go. We're ready for this next channel, this next Shout of the Wings series. So with that, Adamus always invites us to take the good deep breath. I heard somebody say that they find that take the good deep breath kind of annoying. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But that's fine, don't. (laughs) Don't, it's your choice. So please, if you choose, in honor of yourself, each of us, we invite you to take the good deep breath. To take that good deep breath into you. It's a breath filled with energy. It's a breath that opens to consciousness and awareness. Take the good deep breath and breathe in the I am here. I'm here. Present. Breathe with feeling and allowing. The music is going to play, inviting us to ride the waves of sound from the music. Breathing it in, allowing it. So listen to the music and take the good deep breath. Hear the music as it begins. Breathe and let it go.
I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Welcome to your Shambra. Welcome to our gathering. This morning, dear Sam, Tobias, dear Sam woke up, got up and, oh, he's almost 19 now, got up and looked in the mirror. And you know how young people are so self-conscious about the way they look and the way they present themselves. Um, you get a little bit older and you let some of that go. Uh, not that any of you have, but <laughs> dear Sam got up and looked in the mirror and was almost shocked. His face was very, very red, like he'd been out in the sun for, for eight, ten hours without any of the sun protection. 
And he thought to himself, I haven't been out in the sun the last few days. Where he lives now, there's not a lot of sun this time of the year. And wondered what was going on. His face so red. Uh, it didn't necessarily hurt, but just, just like red, like a sunburn. And he's still wondering what's going on. But we know, as we come here for this gathering, for the Red Scarf Day, we know that he's just picking up, and, and Tobias is picking up on the resonance, the vibration of what we're doing here, gathering once, once again. It's brilliant. and it, We do it in this month of February. It's also St. Germain Day, uh, coming up on February 14th. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes known as St. Valentine's Day, but I like to call it St. Germain Day. So here we are, gathered in remembrance of why you came here, why, why you came together. Oh, you've, you've known each other. You've, almost all of you have known each other in at least five or six lifetimes. You're not really new to each other. Some of you show up here for the first time, and you, you think you've, you're new here, but you're not. You're not. Maybe in this physical body you are, but you're really not new. So thank you for getting dressed up in red. Uh, remember, it's a reminder. Uh, excuse me just a moment while I um, – I have to fix something that's not so right here in this room. Thank you for getting dressed in the red, wearing your scarves, and remembering the journey, why you came here. There was something that just didn't feel right as I was checking the energy of the room. Yes. Good. Now you're whole, Edith. Oh, but I should say, it comes with a, a little bit of a, a requirement. So uh, if you accept this scarf from, from me, uh, you have to do me one favor. Okay. Okay, she says. Just allow. Just allow. You know, you're not so good at allowing some, sometimes. You know that. You like struggling. You like the, the battle. But as I said in our recent uh, Master's Life 6. No more battling, Edith. Nothing. You're not battling the world. You're not battling your family anymore. You're not battling money anymore, are you? I wish not. Oh, look at that. I wish not. So she's still holding on to the battle. You want us to check back in a year and see how that's going? Or are you willing to let go of – can we get her the microphone here? Sure. Are you willing to let go of that battle right now? That's all it is, an old battle. And, and you, you, against these forces who have everything, and you've had to work all of your life for everything, and it's been so tough, and you still, you're, you're kind, of, kind of a battle axe. Well, it's true. It's very true. No, you, you, you like hanging on to some of that stuff. It gives you uh, a cause, as I talked about in Master's Life 6. It gives you something to um, energize yourself with, and, and it's a passion. But no more, Edith. No more fighting the abundance thing. Okay? Okay. I, I love that. Okay. And just allow. That's all you have to do. So all you're being asked – you have your reserve seat every month, and damned if anybody tries to take that away. <laughs> I will give twenty dollars. He doesn't carry much. I give twenty dollars to whoever can take that seat away from her next month. Please don't do that. And please don't do that. I can feel here in the audience people are saying it's not worth twenty bucks. 
The wrath of Edith is not worth that. Edith, one thing, please, as we go forward. Otherwise, it's going to be so difficult for you. And you know, you're kind of like the poster child for uh, for hanging on to old stuff. I mean, in other words, you you are doing so many out there out there who are who are watching a favor by by basically uh, representing them. It's just about allowing from this point forward. No battles. You haven't done anything wrong. You're not doing the making mistakes in your enlightenment. Nothing. But as long as you hold on to battles and old things about abundance and some of those things and maybe not being good enough or whatever, it's going to be really difficult from this point forward. So I give you this scarf and I ask you to wear it often. Maybe every, maybe we'll make a deal. As long as Edith wears her scarf every month, wash it once in a while, of course. But as long as you wear it once a month, dear Edith, then you'll have this reserve spot. No scarf, no seat. Uh-huh. Yeah! Woo! I think is that's that called blackmail. <laughs> no, blackmail is totally different. If it was blackmail, oh, we'd be having a different sca- No, it's called let's make a deal. What's yeah, behind door number one? I love it. <laughs> yeah, abundance issues. What's behind door number two? Old fights. What's behind number door number three? Your absolute right to realization. It's not a fight. Grand financial abundance. No, 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 no. Oh, no, because it's it's not even about abundance. Abundance goes out of vocabulary. It's you don't even think about it anymore. See, you're you're saying here I am Edith and there's abundance way off there. It's not like that. Forget about abundance totally. Stop working for it. Stop battling it. Just take a deep breath and forget about it. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. It it comes to you from all different directions. Uh, look today, you already gotten a free scarf. I mean, yes. what more do you want than that? Thank you, thank you, thank very you, much. thank you, thank you, Edith. Wear that scarf. Keep your seat. <laughs> so Sam woke up wondering why is his face all red, and you can almost hear Tobias chuckling in the other realms, going, "Oh, dear son, uh, dear self, it's because it is, it is that reminder, the reminder of thousands of years ago, the reminder of the temples at Tien when." There came, you came here with such a commitment. Now let's take a good deep breath with that as we begin the day. Let's take a good deep breath and let, just let all of these energies gather. You just they gather abundance, which we don't even have to talk about anymore. It's not an issue. The energies are here to serve you, period. Nothing else goes. There's no if, ands, or buts. There's no I'm thinking about it or working at it. You just take a deep breath as the Master and allow it. That's it. If there's any more effort than that or doubt, then you're, you're approaching it backwards. Then it's going to be tough. Where we're going, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment, is the dream. And we are going there. We are going there. But leave behind the stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. Leave it behind. And I, I've been accused of uh, breaking up families and relationships uh, just because I wasn't married in my last lifetime and never would be again. I'm not trying to break up relationships. I'm saying <laughs> leave behind what isn't serving you. And if it's a relationship, and I know it's tough, leave it behind. 
let that relationship evolve on its own without you holding it back. If it's money, if it's self-worth, whatever it is, we simply can't drag it to where we're going. We have a lot to do in these next three to five years. I'll explain in just a moment. We have a lot to do, but we do it by relaxing into it. Relaxing into it. Ah, human coffee. Mm. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a glass of wine too, but later. So let's take a good deep breath and allow the energies to come in. Uh, I'll tell you right now that um, today is an important day. Um, we're going to uh, take a measurement. Remember a few years ago in the Valentine's message, I said we're going to be taking measurements. We'll use um, the St. Germain month, uh, uh, Valentine's month, to do that. So today, at the, by the end of the session, we'll take a measurement to see where we are and what comes next. It's kind of a, a test we're going to take, so do be prepared, whether you're sitting here in person or online. We're going to have a test today. Oh, I could just feel your skin crawl when I say that. Oh, And we're going to save it to the end to really drag it out. But before we do that, let's open with Chambra Wisdom. Oh, boy. Where's the fanfare music? Let's open with Chambra Wisdom. Oh, boy. I guess that's the <laughs> yay, yay. Now we need one of those push button things. Let's open with Shamber Wisdom. Um, your time to answer the questions. I've got a good one today. Ooh. Uh, so, dear Linda, let's go and pick the, the wise master from the audience who's going to be the first one to answer my question. Okay. Who is it going to be? You're going to ask the question. And Linda doesn't know what the question is, and certainly doesn't know what the answer is. I'm going to pick my bet here. Oh, yeah. You notice how she sneaks up from behind? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I kind saw of like, the shadow it's, coming. <laughs> it's kind of like, like realization. It sneaks up from behind. You don't see realization and enlightenment coming at you in the face. Uh, you see all your other crap. But no, realization kind of sneaks in from behind, just kind of like Linda. Question for you. Oh, this will be good. You're, you're a good first choice. <laughs> So, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 1 being the least, 10 being the most, on a scale of 1 to 10, how unusual or different, or let's just call it what it is, odd, strange, were you when you were growing up as a child? Before you answer that, though, there's essentially three different periods to think about, three developmental periods, uh, energy development. The first is when you're about three to four years old. That's when you first really become aware of things, and you want to connect with others. You want to you, you start seeing the mirror of yourself in others. It's very important. Another one occurs at about seven to eight years old. You start having friends. You break outside just the, the tight family circle, and you start seeing yourself in comparison with others. The other occurs somewhere between the time of about 16 to 21 years of age, and these are general numbers. So there is basically three times, three essential times, when you kind of measure yourself uh, against others, and the, that human self is saying, "Ah, uh, boy, I'm yeah, um, well, how did you rate yourself overall?" As so ten being really different? Really weird. I wouldn't go really weird, 
Yeah. But I would go really different. Really different. Okay. I didn't feel the same thing that other people felt. I felt very sensitive. When did you first realize that? I think a marker for me was my fourth birthday. Fourth birthday. Okay. Three to four. I, um, my grandmother was going to come over and I was just sure she was going to get me a little butterfly pin that I had seen at the store with her. Yes. And when she came over, she gave me a handkerchief. <laughs> really? Yes. Grandma gave you a snot rag? I mean, yes. uh, like I could have had a butterfly, but I got this. It's like, wow. Well, I just what, did you maybe sniffle there was a lot? Did you have a cold? Uh, did, you know, did you have a sinus problems that Grandma thought you? Well, worse yet, was it used? I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I saved it. <laughs> oh, you you say you still have it? Uh, no. Oh, no, okay. Not okay. anymore. Good. So, uh, so you you realized at that point why did the? Yeah, I remember going back into my little tiny room that I had, and you know, under just the stairs. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's one. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just, it was, it was like, no, things aren't going to be like I thought they should be. And that was like a realization. Yeah. Grandma. Boy, laying all that trauma on you. <laughs> and what about later on? Let, let's go to when you're – oh, I, I see something in there at about 15, 16, that time range. Um, well, that would have been like late high school. Yeah, yeah. When Kennedy was also shot. I, uh -huh. um, I, I, I think I was like – um, you tried to fit in. Oh, uh, I definitely tried to really fit in. It was really important for you. But when did you realize that it's not working? <laughs> I think probably, um, well, that may have been the time when I, 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 I can't say that I, was, I went off and I'm going to be myself. Right, right. No, no. No. No, you've been trying to fit in <laughs> most of the time. Most up of the time, but I. When did I, that stop? Uh, it's still going on. Okay. <laughs> Do you fit in here? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. Okay. Um, but no, I, I became two people. I became a person around other people, and but then I had my own personal life. Mm -hmm. Scale one to ten, where are you on all this? Um, I'm still. I, I would say near the top. About. Uh, Eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah, nine point nine nine, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. Could I ask you, do you struggle with this whole thing of trying to fit in, trying to be the, the nice girl? Yeah. yeah. Why? Um, because I enjoy going out and laughing with people. Uh, enjoy going out and laughing at people from now on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, just curious. Uh, it, it's a conflict. Yes. It's in your energy, a and uh, you, you can still enjoy going out and being with people, probably more so if you're really being yourself, and accepting that you're just different. Okay. Strange, weird, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> okay. No, no, you'll you'll understand. This is a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next, scale of one to ten. Okay. How weird are you? This is a newbie, so it's a risk. Okay, it's a big risk. Here we go. Yeah. I expected this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have to stand yeah. up? Yes, you do. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. Right. Yeah. Hey, good to see you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Good <laughs> well, to be seen. What's the question? 
I do uh, see what's it. the question? I do see uh, Number one, a few house rules here. <laughs> Never say... Okay, you okay. all go to the bathroom now. Did I say now. that? Did I say I don't, that? No, no, you didn't. I'm just explaining. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be sympathetic for a change. So the question is... <laughs> the question I is... I knew I'd love it here. <laughs> um, we're going to need uh, a whiteboard uh, for later, but I just noticed this weird thing up here. Could we get the whiteboard up here? At your convenience, please. Electronic devices. See, I got my whiteboard. <laughs> So, the question, um, question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how weird, different, unusual uh, were you – did you perceive yourself when you were growing up? That's a great question. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I would say that I was – I don't remember much before I was five. Yeah. But I do remember a visitation when I was five. Okay. By – uh, it was uh, the Christ Consciousness, St. Germain, and Angel Gabriel. Okay, good, good. Your, bu- your buddies. Yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and as a result of that, what, what, did you, what did you think about your reality, your sanity? I, I realized that, um, that I am infinite. When you were five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, growing up, uh, where did you grow up? This is heavy stuff, right? Um, I grew up in uh, Birmingham uh, in England. Oh, I assumed it wasn't Alabama from your <laughs> accent. <laughs> so, uh, so, growing up, um, uh, you, you kind of tried to fit in, but oh, you yeah, realized absolutely. pretty early that wasn't working. So did you feel ostracized by your classmates? Yes, I nearly committed suicide. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, how old were you? Uh, I was uh, about 14. But why? Um, because... Um, were you bullied? Yeah. Um, I, I, I developed a special relationship with the, with the Christ consciousness. Right. And um, Some people would say you're crazy. I wouldn't, but some yeah, would. Yeah, I, I got ridiculed. Yeah, you're going, going to class, uh, talking to a teacher, hey, I've got a relationship with the Christ consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> No, not, not quite like that. I, I know, exaggerate, as you know from But, but what I realized is that, um, that I was much bigger than what I'd been told. Yeah. And there was a lot more – it's just so much more than what I've, I'd been told or, or what I felt. I just Sounds felt like a bunch of ego stuff. I'm bigger. Maybe. May I'm be, bigger than maybe, what I've been told. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yes, I was bullied. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> so we have a little rule here. And uh, I, well, I ask, uh, should we have them go to the ladies' room for. Oh, well, hang on. Let me give you the I options. I have an accent. Surely that works. <laughs> or does he get a break? Does he get a, a, a pass today? Who wants him to go to the toilet? <laughs> you don't have to go. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, it's an experience. It yeah, is. great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, um, why d- you say you almost committed suicide? Yep. It was really, 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 really tough on you back then, yep. and I did come to you a number of times. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so when I was eighteen, I had a visitation from the Christ Consciousness, which literally rewrote my programming overnight. Yes. And I was a completely different. What person. programming would you refer to? Um, well, I got involved in the uh, Born Again movement. Yeah. Uh, in the Christian Church. Uh huh. But I just started to feel and sense <sighs> – I don't know how – the great I am, that's all I can say. Yeah. 
that life is far more interesting and people are so much more beautiful than what we've been told. Yeah. Why didn't you commit suicide? I believe that uh, looking back now mm -hmm. is that everybody who becomes a change maker has to face the abyss and commit to life. Would you please say that again? And I would really like this camera so close. Uh, okay, I'll try and remember. Um, I believe that everybody that wants to be a change maker has to face the abyss and then commit to life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now you don't have to go to the ladies' room, and okay. uh, Linda will give you uh, a free scarf uh, since she doesn't have any Adamas. Oh, you get a free one. He's already uh, given me one. Yeah, but you get another oh, one. Oh, fantastic. Take it, damn it. Uh, it comes right, to you. Fair enough. I love so, abundance. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Linda, would you get him another scarf? Yes. That was brilliant. And, and I think every one of you, uh, thank you. I think every one of you can <coughs> feel the challenge that you went through. Uh, because you've gone through it also, maybe not to the point of suicide, but I would venture to say, between those who are sitting here in person and those who are online, that about ninety, oh, about ninety-two and a half percent have thought about suicide. Not not, not the the grisly kind, but just I'm so done, uh, I just can't bear it anymore, and that's that's uh, that's almost written in the book of Shambra. Uh, hopefully not for the generations to come, but for each and every one of you. I can, I can feel it, and others can feel it, and thank you. And uh, today, all that's, all that's going to be transformed today. That's why you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Funny you don't look like you're from Alabama. So, I, uh, uh, so uh, uh, thank you. So on a scale of 10, your weirdness is over the top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple more. Growing up, scale of one to ten, weirdness. Here we go again. <laughs> what age are we at? Uh, combine all ages together. So you've got three to four, seven to eight-ish, sixteen to twenty-one. Growing up, uh, first with your family is the first awareness that ain't my family. Eight to nine, you're with your friends. Oh, I'm not like them. Uh, 16 to 21, I'm never going to fit into this world. It's basically that simple. So combine them all. Where are you? On a scale of one to ten? Yes. I'm out there. Give me a number. Nine. Nine. I, I give it yeah. a lot higher than that. <laughs> no, not that you are weird. Your perception of yourself. You're trying to fit in, uh, particularly the, the, the family issues, trying to fit into your family. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, and, and I became the clown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but you were also trying to keep the energy moving. Mm -hmm. You were trying to help uh, really kind of cover up the dysfunction that was occurring. And Quite so. Yeah. And you knew this whole time that this just, the, I'm not fitting in here. When did you feel that you most tried to fit in? Where was that big plunge, I'm going to fit in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, jump into life and try to be normal? Much later. How much? I was an adult. 25, 30? I might have waited till even after that. Okay. When did you have children? 24. You think that was a turning point? Yes. I better turn in. Yes. Uh, I better uh, yes. uh, try to fit in with everything because now I'm a mom. Yes. Did that help? Yes. I 
was able to connect that way yeah. and open my heart and heal some things. Yeah, and, and try to be normal, try to be a mom. Yeah. When did you realize that you weren't really a good mom in the conventional sense? Uh, you know, you just didn't fit into the uh, suburban mom type of thing. There, uh, you well, I tried PTA president, so yeah. Well, that that would be a <laughs> big one. That would be pretty and big. And soccer mom was fun. Yeah. And but uh, at about thirty-one, I opened a retail business and came into my own. Yeah. I was. I found the Crimson Circle soon after that. And expanded. So, scale one to ten, you 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 felt yourself. Uh, you you never really quite fit in, other than maybe early mom years, you know, because you were so absorbed in what you're doing. But uh, what I can tell here is that you still are trying to fit in, and not just in public, even sometimes with Shambra. There's my threshold. Right. Yeah. Chambra. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, there, there is no fitting in here. No. There's there no. There's, there's not. There is not. being yourself. Exactly. And some, and some actually yourself. do come here, trying to fit in. They think that okay, this is family. Got the scarves to prove it. And uh, I'm going to try to fit in. But actually, there's no fitting in here other than to just be yourself. As weird as that might get. And and there's a lot of weirdness in here. Uh, no, but it's a safe place for weirdness. Why not? Good. Things change when you just let go. They do. They do. It's amazing. Yeah. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Two more, please. Okay, let me Two see. more. Who is that microphone going to go to? Um, weirdness. Uh, no, that's not your name. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm okay with that. being weird. You have had fun with it, actually. I, I have. Yeah, you, you've like used it to kind of push people's face into it. I, yeah. Yes, I raised in a staunch Mormon family, and I was out there. I could see the air. I knew I was different than everybody else. I could fly around in chairs. I didn't I fit with them. That went over big with the elders, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. How, uh, how much did you have to cover this up? I was older when I realized I had to cover it up because it was becoming a, a situation with friends more than mm. family. Right. Uh, rebelled totally by the time I was 17, 18, and just walked out. Yeah. So good. And and uh, now, years later, uh, how how do you feel? Um, level of weirdness compared to others. I don't care that I'm weirder than others. Yeah. It doesn't bother me when I'm around them. I kind of observe the weirdness. Yeah. And if they don't like it, that's okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Would you ever want to go back to? Uh, no. The no. the staunch. You know, there was oh. a lot of nice structure in it. Uh, you didn't have to think a lot. No, uh, it was done a, for you. Uh, you hopefully, you never thought at all. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the the, le the less the better, because somebody else said, "Here's the rules, follow them," and then it became, "How well do you follow the rules?" Absolutely. Uh, could I ask your daughter? Does she think you're weird? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The face, the <laughs> face says it all. Do you like that having a weird mom, or would you rather have normal mom? Oh, 
I don't think I would have done well with a normal mom. Probably not. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Yeah, because you're kind of like two peas in a pod. I mean, <laughs> no good weirdness. Good no weirdness. I don't think I, weird. I, 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 no <laughs> weird as compared to others. You know, society. You know, uh, Mormons. Uh, yes. uh, you know, weird compared to the norm. I guess I thought. Was the normal one. I like that way. <laughs> I like. I know you weren't holding the microphone up very close, so would Sorry. you say that again? Yes, I thought everyone else was weird, and I was the normal one. Hey, oh, good. Now, what was weird about them? Well, when I was growing up, I just was fine being who I was, yeah. and a lot of people weren't. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of weird, but. Mm -hmm. um, were you Mormonized when you were growing up? Not really. No, okay. Like, I have uncles that are very close to my age, so they are more like big brothers. Yeah. And um, so I would go to church with them, but very early I figured out it wasn't really my That's thing. Your thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Not at all. So, but uh, you spent a lot, a lot of time in your life. Um, I'm trying to digest this. Uh, being different than others, but being actually kind of happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I was totally okay. fine with it. Good. Yeah. Good. One more. Thank you. Thank you. One more. Level of weirdness. Let's see. Where am I going with this question? Some of you are asking. Yes, a level of weirdness. Hi. Hi. What I, I would say, uh, early childhood. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah. Then um, teenager years, four or five. Four or five. So you, you kind of. Uh, Kind of learned to fit in, okay. And then, I would say, yeah, teenager years. After 20, nine. <laughs> nine, okay. Yeah, I just and realized how old are you I now? wasn't doing how much. How old are you now? 44. Oh, funny, you look 20. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm not blowing smoke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Very youthful. Uh, so where are you right now in your level of weirdness compared to others? I think it's still in the nine. Kind of, okay. Yeah, Great. pretty much. Okay, good. Thank you. I asked the question today because uh, all of you are probably, oh, nine and a half or above in your level of weirdness. And uh, you've kind of learned to accept it. Kind of. Uh, I, I would say for most of you in the last, oh gosh, uh, five, six years, you've, you've gone through some real struggles with it. What's happening to me? And uh, there is a tremendous seduction, a gravity, to have you fit into mass consciousness. Nobody likes to be completely on the outside. Uh, you know, Maslow, Ab uh, Abraham Maslow talked about this in some of his um, uh, studies. Uh, everybody wants a sense of acknowledgement and fitting into the community. It's actually very important for conventional psychological balance. Without that, having a connection with community and basically kind of seeing yourself through others. How do I fit in? Do I fit in? Am I okay based on fitting into society or a group or a church or whatever? Uh, it creates um, a very strong sense of mental stability. When you take that away from somebody, uh, they, they go a little crazy. And it's because of this gravity, of this seduction. It, it kind of keeps you held in. Without that, without the feeling that you're 
that you belong to something, you, the mind gets very mentally unstable. Almost every one of you has had that feeling, probably in the last, I would say about six years ago. It depends on who you are. But when you suddenly realized, I don't fit in, I, I probably never will. Uh, no more hope of trying to fit in. No more trying to fit in anymore. Suddenly realizing this just isn't working. That will trigger something in the human mind that will make it unbalanced, because you're no longer locked in or hypnotized into mass consciousness. The mind is anchored in a lot of mass consciousness. So now you take that anchor, that uh, almost a tethering point away, and the mind starts to go a little wacky. You've all experienced that, and you've laid awake at night. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel so uh, dissociated? What am I doing wrong? You go through all the litany of uh, the mind stuff at two in the morning, nothing at all. You're simply letting go of that very seductive gravity, and the mind doesn't know how to handle it. it it's been programmed for eons of time to have community, whether it's your family, whether it's an organization, whether it's just friends, no matter whether it's so, some communities now are just built on people at work that you know, because there's the ma constant mind comparison. How am I fitting in here to my office environment or my social or whatever type of environment? You start letting go of that, and the mind goes crazy. It really does. A and then you're faced with things like, do I want to stay? Uh, you're faced with what's wrong with me. And then the mind plays a funny trick. It fills that, uh, that space with doubt, uh, self-doubt. There's something wrong. I have to get back to norm. Something wrong with me. Uh, and you feel it, even, even going into your body. I'm, I'm so out of connection, and oh, what's wrong? And Adama says this is just you know, part of the uh, waking up, uh, but uh, it just feels like I'm going crazy. That is simply the mind wanting to constantly uh, connect with, associate with some type of community, how you view yourself against others. It's all interesting, all fascinating how the mind works. And, and this part of the programming of the mind, uh, I'm going to blame on Atlantis. It wasn't there prior to that. It was programmed in hypnotized into the very uh, core of mind thought, that you need community. Remember, Atlantis was very communal-based. It was like one great big kibbutz, uh, and there was very little individuality. People are still wanting to go back to that, that old origin, wanting to go back to let, let's all you know, sequester ourselves on an island or a farm or whatever. Let's, Let's go back to the basics. There is no going back. Just like with technology, there is no going back. It's the same with the old style of community. What's happening now is going to sovereignty. We're not going back to some old concept of oneness. But the mind desperately wants to, because it was programmed that way. It was programmed for that and always having to see yourself, to um, kind of measure yourself based on others, their reaction to you, how well you fit into that group, 
uh, how well you existed within that group. There's something very, very interesting in all this because, my dear friends, you, you were never meant to fit in like that. You learned how to do human. You helped invent it. You learned how to play the, the human role, but somewhere along the line you said, no more. I like those words, no more. It just says, I'm done with it. You said, no more, and basically you now in this lifetime, in particular, you're far ahead of your time. You're ahead of your time, and note that you came in ahead of your time, but you're also going out of time. It's a very interesting kind of uh, blend that's happening. You were far ahead of your time, so you're never going to fit in. And once you recognize that, that you simply came here bringing something, uh, you could say at the leading edge or be before its time or whatever else, but you came here uh, ahead of others. You came here to bring – look at it this way – you came here to bring a gift for them. You came here to bring a gift for yourself, of course, with your integration, but it's the gift that you're bringing for them so you come ahead of time. You don't fit in. It makes you feel different. You've really belittled yourself for that so many times in your life, not just the three periods I was talking about, but throughout your life. And it tends to hurt. You tend to doubt yourself. What am I doing? Uh, am I going crazy? How come I don't fit in? I, I must have some weird personality disorder because I just don't fit in. Please, let's stop for a moment and realize that you just came in ahead of your time. Well, you knew it. You knew it before you ever were birthed in this lifetime, but then you forgot it. You knew it for those first few years of life, but then you hit that age of about three or four where you were told that, uh, these uh, beings that you were talking to did not exist. You're just making it up. Later on in life, when you felt there was so much more, and life itself said, "No, there's really not. This is it. You get a job, you have a family, you die." Uh, when when you just felt there had to be something else, and people said, "It's just your crazy mind. You just can't be happy with what you have. You just can't. You can't just fit in and have some." Uh, uh, circus and bread like the rest of us. Well, that's tomorrow, Super Bowl. <laughs> You've been really hard on yourselves, and I'd like to shift that right now. And I'd like you to feel not not my words, but within yourself, because it's still there. That that knowingness that you were coming in ahead of your time. And I remember so many of you saying, "Oh." I'm coming in ahead of my time. It'll never get to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be tough enough. I've got the fortitude and the strength. And, and another interesting thing about so many of you, that when you were younger, you knew that you had more than others. Not necessarily intelligence or money, not necessarily personality or sports ability, but you knew that you knew you could take more than others. You knew that you could be beat down by life itself and other people 
and you'd get back up. You knew that. Uh, you knew that you were coming here with something special, but the grind of life eventually got to you. What you didn't know back then when you came in for this lifetime, what you didn't know this lifetime would be more difficult in terms of the, the density of mass consciousness. You came in here saying, no matter what, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to let it put me under. I'm not going to cause, cause it to make me think suicidal thoughts. So you came in thinking that you had more, but what you were doing is comparing it to previous lifetimes where the density of mass consciousness was not nearly as heavy. The, the past lifetimes were uh, more, uh, what would you say, archaic in a lot of ways, but the density wasn't as strong as it is now. You didn't anticipate that. So you got whammied. You got knocked over. You got the, the carpet pulled out from underneath you. You said, what the hell is going on? Let's just take a moment to please feel within yourself, not just my words, because it's there in every one of you. Feel within yourselves that you came in ahead of your time. It's not that you're patting yourself on the back, and I know almost all of you are not saying, well, that makes me better. Not at all. It just says you came in ahead of your time. Kind of crazy. On a scale of 1 to 10, right up there at 10. But there was something in the thrill that you loved about it. You came in ahead of your time, and now, to really make things confusing, is you're going out of time. Yeah, you came in bringing uh, a, a, a consciousness, a light, whatever you want to call it, into this reality, and before others. You realize that what you're doing here is not being done in other New Age groups around the world. It's not being done in the monasteries or the temples around the world. It's not being done in uh, some of these. Um, uh, metaphysical, New Age, spiritual retreats around the world. What, this is a small group, a very small group. And what we're doing is not being done in other groups. They, they, they touch on it from time to time. And again, I'm not saying that this is better or worse. I think sometimes you're really crazy for doing this, but here we are. It's just to say that you came in far ahead of your time. Could you just let's take a moment and feel into that? And our next step is to go out of time. That would really mess you up if you think about it. So, what do we do? We just allow it. Coming in ahead of your time, then going out of time. I'll make a, a very uh, clear, bold statement right here in what I call our uh, Valentine Month uh, message together, that you're going to be the first group of humans who will experience what it's like to go out of time and space, because they're really exactly the same thing. First group of humans to do that. Some individuals have done it. Most have gone crazy doing it. Uh, and they've had a hard time 
putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. We're going to do it in a very safe energy. We're going to do it together. I mean, not kumbaya together, but uh, there'll be others doing it at the same time. And we'll be doing it with, with a lot of guidance from the newly revised and slimmed down Crimson Council. So even before – and I say all this because that's our next step. So let's take a deep breath together. You came in here uh, ahead of your time, but I'll tell you right now, we're going to be going beyond time. So get used to things being really weird, really, really different. And if you're looking uh, back to one of uh, Maslow's um, prerogatives, if you're looking to say, oh, I have to keep looking at others, including Chambra, to see where I'm at for my balance. Forget about it. It's not there. Be comfortable in letting that go, that sense of community uh, tie-in, community identity. Uh, it's going to feel weird. You know, because you've all put up with it, but it's going to feel even weirder not having that old connection. It is truly kind of a hypnosis in the mind, an implant from a long time ago, uh, and it's walking out with the rest of the shadow because there's no room for it now. While we're talking about being ahead of your time, there have been some other amazing humans. Uh, most of you are familiar with uh, Nikolai Tesla. Definitely ahead of his time, way ahead of his time, probably, I'm going to say, probably a hundred years ahead of his time. He, like you, was an energy worker. <clears throat> he worked with energy in the terms of electricity, but he went far beyond that. And initially, Tesla tried to fit in and then realized pretty early on that he didn't. Oh, he was, he was taken advantage of. People stole his ideas and even his patents. Even Thomas Edison. Uh, uh, basically ripped him off from twice several large amounts of money that was promised to him and then was told, oh, well, you just don't get the American way. That was a joke. Your, your bonus was a joke. We didn't really mean it. Uh, but he persisted. He kept on with his work. He was told by very learned people, by academic uh, and scientific communities, that he was basically crazy. But we know today that Nikolai Tesla actually wasn't. He knew. Can you imagine what he went through? When he, as brilliant as he was, when he was literally working on the streets of New York, shoveling uh, gravel and concrete and horse poop uh, to make a living, to, to just to eat. Here he's one of the most brilliant beings in terms of understanding real physics, not current physics, but real physics, nobody would listen to him. He was broke, no money uh, for long periods of time, uh, because they either took advantage of him or wouldn't hire him. He was too weird. He didn't fit in. They, they didn't want him in those organizations. He was so brilliant that he understood a very, very basic principle that uh, current science is still working on. Energy is free. It's in the air, literally in the air. The funny thing is it's so obvious, and it was obvious to Tesla. He, he got it. He actually developed a little apparatus 
very inexpensive apparatus that was able to extract energy from thin air, little or no cost. He was so far ahead of his time, the world actually wasn't ready for it, and maybe still isn't quite ready for free energy. What would people do with totally free energy? Really, you know, as good as it sounds, does everybody have free energy? Imagine, well, imagine uh, certain people you know, a neighbor or a friend or a boss that suddenly has totally free energy and as much of it as they want. How would they handle it without consciousness? Uh, back to that consciousness factor. Tesla was brilliant. He realized something. Talked to others about it, and they thought he was a complete lunatic. And he said, "Here's the thing: there is energy all around us, but part of it, a part of that energy, is in a state of neutral. That's why you can't see it." That's why you don't know how to activate it through things like electricity or other power dynamics, but it's there. And they laughed at him and said, if it's there, then how do you get it to go to work for you? And Tesla said, you just imagine it. You take this energy that's all around you that's in a neutral state, and he said the words, you just imagine it, and they thought he was nuts. We use a little different terminology. We activate energy from a neutral state of being through consciousness, awareness, but it's pretty much the same thing. And and it doesn't take a lot of um, fancy mechanics or apparatuses to put it to work. It doesn't. So Tesla was ridiculed. He died a poor man, living alone in a rather shabby hotel room in, in New York. He died broke. He probably contributed more to uh, the energy evolution of this world than any other being. He understood the multi-dimensions. Unfortunately, so many of his papers were either lost – he destroyed a lot of them himself – you know, you write all this stuff and you're told that you're crazy, and what you do is destroy the evidence. Uh, He threw burned a lot of it, and a lot of it was um, taken uh, back over to Europe uh, in, when in the time of the uh, what you call the Eastern Bloc and hidden away, hidden away. The interesting thing is those who took these pa- – well, the papers were shipped off, but those who read the papers had no clue what he was talking about when he was talking about free energy, and they, they considered him some sort of kook. Today, his energies, his memory, his consciousness have been resurrected. You have something called the Tesla Motor Company, Tesla Batteries. It's all in honor to this amazing being who was a hundred years ahead of his time. You're probably thirty, maybe forty years ahead of your time, but time is moving faster than than it did back then. Events are happening faster. You're ahead of your time. You're, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're the Teslas of consciousness. And I mean that from the deepest part of my I am. The Teslas of consciousness. You're working with consciousness in ways that other people are going to ridicule and scorn you. They already have. They'll make fun of you. And they're going to say, prove it. 
prove it, but you can't. That's the thing. You can only live it, and that's the proof. This is not a mathematical uh, equation that we're trying to solve. It's not a physics issue, not in regular human physics. It's something so different. And you come into this lifetime and you try to fit in and it doesn't work, and you try to maintain one of the last vestiges of this, uh, I'm going to say the Atlantean hypnosis uh, of having to have community, your families. And because that, that if you can hang in there, if they still accept your phone calls or read your emails, then the mind thinks that, uh, that it's okay. But you've gone beyond that. The Teslas of consciousness. And I did check with Nikolai before uh, this gathering today and said, Can I use that? And he was. Exuberant, he was so filled with joy that he would be remembered in that way, and that you would proudly wear that and take that within. It's not flattery, and it's not flattery because I know what you've been through to get here. I know the hell that you paid, the difficulty, the the broken bones and the broken emotions that it took to get here, but. Uh, Let's take a deep breath with that. Just feel into it. Let it resonate within you. The Teslas of consciousness. Somebody who was so far ahead of his time that he he was ridiculed, but later honored. So, question for you. I'm not going to give you the answer, but question: What's the tie-in between Elon Musk and Nikolai Tesla? Talk about that on your social media. It's not necessarily what you think. I'll, I'll answer that question next month. What's the tie-in between Elon Musk, the, the, an amazing individual, uh, amazing in so many ways? He's not the most adept technical person I've ever seen, but he knows how to do something very important. It's called letting things come to him. Letting energies serve him. He is a master at letting energy serve him. He's, not, he's very intelligent, but he's not the brightest. He's not necessarily the best um, manager in the world, uh, but he lets energies come to him. Take that clue, dear Teslas of consciousness. There have been many other greats who are ahead of their time. Uh, a lot of them you've never heard of. They were so ahead of their time, you just never heard of them. Uh, there's been the likes of um, uh, Tesla, of course, Benjamin Franklin, ahead of his time, but he learned to kind of fit in. But he was really quite amazing, uh, very, very metaphysical. And a uh, little well, somewhat known fact uh, that, um, that uh, Mark Twain, uh, Samuel Clements, um, kind of ahead of his time, very weird, uh, very weird guy, uh, <laughs> even though it was my incarnation. He and Tesla were good friends. Yeah, I mean it's 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 provable. They they were good friends. They had such great admiration for each other, as they still do. So let's take a deep breath with that. You're ahead of your time, and now we're going to go out of time. Be okay that you came in here uh, to bring a gift that you're going to leave for others. But you came here to do it for you. But 
you're going to leave this gift. It's called consciousness. It can't be necessarily defined or packaged up or measured or weighed or anything else, but you brought that gift in. And you, you went through a lot of, lot of difficulty to get there. So all the doubts that you had about yourself and your community fitting into groups and families and all the rest of that, uh, let that be transformed right now. Or we'll do it in just a minute. As a matter of fact, let's do it right now. Uh, Linda, would you do me a favor and draw seven stick figures on a horizontal line on the piece of paper? Seven stick figures. The most important thing right now for us to work on in, in this uh, going forward, no more uh, phase that we're in. I'm going to back that up a little bit. So a couple of years ago, I came in and talked about Chambra, who we are, who you are, where we're at. I kind of defined it. I said it's not a very big group globally. There's approximately 100,000 humans that have read the materials, uh, watched uh, some of the webcasts um, on you know, once in a while basis. We keep bringing that down smaller and smaller, about 30,000 who watch on a regular basis. That's not many uh, compared to the population of the world. And even of that, about 15,000 who are truly, absolutely dedicated uh, to their realization in this lifetime. They're not going to let anything get in its way. That's really not a lot at all. Big enough for me. I would have been happy with just five, but that's all it would take. So <clears throat> over the years, You've seen Crimson Circle kind of shift and change. The people come and go. Uh, the, some of the truly dedicated staying. Some leaving for a short period of time and then coming back. Because once in a while you just have to get off in the woods on your own, so to speak, and use that time for going from being the student to the teacher. Uh, coming here to get information and then coming back here at some point integrated with the information and now just joining in the celebration. We've taken some very interesting twists and turns the last couple years in particular, and a very, very interesting, notable one recently. Recently. Particular in some of the talks we've had in Kihok and here in the Shouds and, and Pronost. So, what's going to happen for the next three to five years? We're going to kind of like, like uh, trying to find the right word with Caldra, not tighten up, not sequester, but we're going to become more not focused, we're going to become more streamlined, perhaps is a way to say it. In these next three to five years, those who are kind of hanging on the periphery, those who are energy feeding, and you can all spot them a mile away, they're going to be going away. And, and blessings to them, they're going to go do something else. They, and this isn't a negative, but they, the intensity was too much for them. They had too many other issues or holding on to too many other things. 
So they parted ways, most of them in a nice way, and a lot of them will be back. The next three to five years, we're going to kind of isolate, uh, and it's still not quite the right word, Caldera, but we're going to be go within. That's a better word. We're going to go within over these next three to five years. A very important reason is because in this time, so many of you will finally allow your realization. You'll stop battling and fighting and carrying the garbage. You'll start to realize none of that matters. The old emotions and the old hypnosises, you're just going to let them go. In these next three to five years, Crimson Circle is not going to grow much. As a matter of fact, it may even get smaller, may contract. The numbers might go down, uh, less chambre. But the ones who are here, really allowing their enlightenment, the ones who, who stay, really going deep within themselves for that integration with the Master. During that time, uh, I think I referred to it as the popcorn popping, during that time you're going to see it all around uh, as Chambra allow their realization. And they're not going to wear it on their scarf. They're not going to have to come and thump you on the head and say, oh, I'm a realized being. You just know it. And there's not going to be a jealousy, like, oh, why did they get it and I didn't. There's not going to be any sort of um, hierarchy in it. You just realize, oh, my dear, it happened. It happened. They allowed it. And if they allowed it, I certainly can as well. The next three to five years are going to be truly beautiful as this um, coming to realization bringing the divine and the human together actually happens. It's going to be a little scary at first because sometimes the dream is better than the reality. Sometimes that search is better than finding it because then it's like for the human, what next? But through the ones who allow their realization, you quickly come to realize that the dream wasn't better than the reality. The, the dream is the reality. And the reality is on many different levels. The ones who initially have this realization, they're you're going to they're going to help you to understand that it's not what you thought it would be. It's not a human thing, like a human shaped or modeled thing. It's very very different, and it's going to be exciting. And and I know some of you. Um, <laughs> Some of you, and maybe rightfully so, get a little nauseous thinking, oh my God, just another person out there beating their chest talking about how enlightened or realized they are when they're actually not. Uh, it's dysfunctional. It's not real. There'll be, there'll be some of that, but not much. Not much. Because we've, we've eliminated all but about 4.7% of the Machio in Chambra. But we've, it just doesn't fit in anymore. There's no room for it. There's no more, no more Machio. Not when realization is so precious to you and so important to you, and not when you realize that, well, some of you think that the clock is ticking. We, you know, it's time to get this done. The next three to five years are going to be a beautiful time together. 
we're going to be doing, I guess, more just energy gathering, kind of marabs, just get out of the, the craziness and just allow. Uh, then, then, and I've told this to the Crimson Circle staff as dear Linda, who is very deep in thought right now, is, is, think, is very knowing. Very deep in thought. Thank you for noticing. Deep in thought. <laughs> then, and I've, I've asked the, the Crimson Circle organization to be ready for what comes next. So here you have a group all around the world of thousands now who have allowed their realization, and many more who are like right there. But suddenly that changes the energy of all of the Crimson Circle, and suddenly there is that next wave that comes in, three to five years, and quite large numbers, again from all around the world. Not attracted by the sensationalism of what's going on, but attracted by the energy. They're not going to know how they got here. They're not going to know much about Crimson Circle, but they're going to feel so attracted to it. They're going to feel attracted to you, to your radiance and light. And then, then that opens up a whole new phase. Get ready for it. Uh, be prepared for it, is what I've asked the Crimson Circle organization, because then everything changes. But the next three to five years, it's a time for creating that safe space and allowing. That's it. A lot of it is simply recognizing the wisdom that is here. The wisdom that comes in with the Master, I've explained this in some of our gatherings, but I'll review it again here on Linda's beautiful diagram. Each one of these stick figures represents one of your lifetimes, and they go off into the, into the past. There's not just seven, and they go off into the future. All of your lifetimes represented by that stick figure. The I Am, you, the Master, have chosen this lifetime right here for your integration. Pretty simple stuff. Didn't choose the other lifetimes. It said, this is it, right here, the right time, the, what I call the time of machines, the right consciousness or balance of consciousness on Earth, the right everything, it happens right here. You know you could have done it back here several lifetimes ago, and you didn't. You didn't. Well, that tells me a couple of things, is the potential is still there, and you decided to wait to now for a lot of reasons. What happens here is that the Master, which is basically all of the lifetimes, the wisdom of all the lifetimes, uh, without facts and figures and details, it's just wisdom. That wisdom, that chalice – make this into a cup, a chalice – that chalice holds the wisdom of all the lifetimes and it flows in right now to this lifetime. From this lifetime, you as the receiver, it then flows into all your other lifetimes sooner or later, but that's not the point. It flows in right now. Right now is so important as our next step is to allow that wisdom to do what it does. 
it distills. It takes all the junk and the crap uh, and throws it out. Allow it to do that. It could feel uncomfortable at times physically and mentally, but what's happening is it's all being distilled. The wisdom is being brought to the human, to you, from the Master. Some would call it the the divine. I don't really like that, because you think in terms of power. But when I say wisdom uh, of all the human lifetimes, with the Master's empathy, understanding the human journey and its difficulties, the wisdom coming in right now that will keep you from ever going out of balance. You'll feel at times that, oh, I'm going to go out of balance and I've got to watch my thoughts. No. That wisdom will prevent that from happening. Or if I don't keep a check on myself, I'm going to do bad things because I've done them before. No. The wisdom does not let you do that. It doesn't let you do bad. You can experiment with it. You could say, okay, then I'm going to go get shit-faced drunk tonight and see if the wisdom keeps me from doing that. You know, it'll probably let you get shit-faced drunk, and then you go, oh, that was – no, never again. Okay, I, I don't need to do that. Been there, done that. Okay. That wisdom comes in, and it's available right now. As a matter of fact, it's not nothing that we're, we're trying to bring in. It's here. It's here. Have you noticed lately in your dreams they've been really weird? Going all night, really bizarre, and you wake up almost every morning and say, What was that about? And you woof, let it go, forget about it. What is happening is even in your sleep state, the wisdom is distilling, and you're feeling that process go on. To you in the human mind, it's a long dream night and it's uh, frustrating and it goes on and on. You're just in the blender right now. You're in the the pressure cooker, the distiller, and you're just feeling what that's like to have yourself wisdomized. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's happening right now as you sit here, as I'm deliberately distracting you. You're being wisdomized. Everything you did this morning is being put into that wisdom machine and being distilled and wisdomized and given back to you. Everything. Nothing is exempt. Everything you're going to do later today is going to be wisdomized. In other words, what used to happen was that you'd live your human life and go through all your stuff, and then you'd die, and then it would be brought to wisdom, and then maybe a little bit made available to you the next lifetime. It's happening within you right now. No waiting till the end of your lifetime. No waiting for the future. It's here right now. Everything you've done, all the trauma that you went through growing up thinking, I'm different, I'm weird, right now, when we were doing our little Q&A before, it's all being brought to wisdom. It's never before been like this. It's always been experience, wait a long time, get some wisdom. More experience, wait a long time. That's why you've had one lifetime after the other, kind of incremental wisdom, a little bit here in this lifetime, a little bit later. It's all happening right now. That's why sometimes, too, you feel like you're just being uh, 
somebody put a rotor rooter inside your brain and your body, and you're being all, um, um, what do you call it, uh, rooted out. That's why sometimes nothing makes sense, because it's all being wisdomized, and it's available to you, everything. This is probably the most um, important step in what we're doing right now, and the most important process, allowing that wisdom. First of all, recognizing it's here. Secondly, allowing it. It's nothing that, oh, let's just do a mirab. <laughs> let's bring it in right now. And by the way, after the mirab, we're going to have our test, so go out wherever you go, but we're going to be coming back. Let's take a good deep breath and put on some music. Oh my, I, I look at it sometimes. I look at you overwhelmed. There are a lot of wagers in the Ascended Masters Club that are going to be lost. <laughs> a lot. I'll admit, I bet on both sides. <laughs> First against you, and then for you. So I break even no matter what. Let's take a deep breath, and the next most important, profound thing you can do without working at it is simply to allow this wisdom, the whole process of bringing things from facts and figures and details, human experience, wounds and joys and all the rest of that, but everything, every thought that you've ever had, every thought and allowing it to come to wisdom. I'll give you a little clue on this. When you went through this thing called the Wall of Fire, it was basically something uh, Tobias talked about a long time ago, but coming to your, your identity. When you came through the wall of fire and you were shattered into billions and billions and billions of pieces, every piece was a potential. Everything that you could possibly ever experience or think or feel was contained within the wall of fire. Your experience there, that shattering of self. It's been said that, it's been questioned, did, did you ever leave the wall of fire? Are you still in that experience? But enter now wisdom. Enter a potential that was never even contemplated in the wall of fire. Enter not wisdom of the past, but also of the present, of what's happening right now. This is what we're doing this next three to five years. Letting everything come to wisdom, even the thought you just thought. Bringing in the wisdom of the past and of the future of the future of lifetimes that could be lived in what would be the future, but are really occurring right now. 
This is one of the most intimate parts of the relationship with the I am. The I am loves that wisdom, loves having experience, but then it brings it to wisdom. And now you have access to it. It's happening in the moment. Let's take a deep breath and, dear friends, just allow the wisdom. That's it. Allow the wisdom. Take a good deep breath in this moment, in this safe space. We're going to be doing this in a variety of different ways as we really come into the integration. But I told Edith before, there's no more fight. There's no more working at things. Because right now, it's saying to the human, just allow. Remember, wisdom has no power, really has no energy to it. It's not a force. It's actually the, I guess you could say, the connection with the I Am. The awareness. From now on, instead of trying to figure out things in your mind, instead of trying to figure out things in your mind, bring it into the wisdom. Let's take a good deep breath and just allow. Let's take a good deep breath, listening to the music that's playing clearly. Let's take a good deep breath, allowing wisdom. We don't have to fight things in the mind anymore. We'll figure things out. Take a good deep breath. The Master brings the wisdom of all the lifetimes. Wisdomizing that's happening right now. That's why all these dreams have been so strange, because you're now actually becoming aware of how things are being brought to wisdom, distilled.
See, you, the human, don't have to work at it, battle it, struggle with it. Just allow that wisdom. And you say, what is wisdom? Well, let yourself experience it. It's not intelligence. It's not your IQ. You would say it's the beauty and joy of everything. Everything that you've experienced. I say no more emotional processing. What I'm really saying is allow that wisdom of the Master to come in and distill all of the old processing, all the old issues. Allow it to get into your thoughts. I guess you'd say into your head. It's, it's you anyway, but it's the Master. Allow it to get into the experiences of your past that are perhaps still traumatized. Allow it to come into your body. Yes, even the biology can be distilled to wisdom. Absolutely. Let's take a good deep breath into the wisdom of the Master. And these next few years together, you're going to learn that. There's no line, there's no differentiation between the human and the Master. It's all the same, all the same. One word to remember from today, just one word. Wisdom. Wisdom. Let's take a good deep breath. Good deep breath. Ah. You know, oftentimes I like ending on a marab, but not today. <laughs> not today. No, we'll snap right back into it. So I said it's um, it's time for a little bit of a, a measurement. Uh, I said this a couple of years ago. We're taking a little measurement once once a year. I, I kind of uh, said it'll determine whether I stay or not. But uh, you're stuck with me. Uh, but I want to see where you are. And here's the test. The test, Linda, uh, with the microphone, please. The test of your wisdom, uh, and we'll, we'll also measure this as, as time goes by. Test of your wisdom is: I want your best question right now, because the true understanding of wisdom is in the questions you ask, not the answers that you give. So, Linda, to whoever, give me your best question. Best question. This will determine where we go, all of us. <laughs> What's your best question? Don't you hate the pressure? Isn't that just awful? Just, nah. No. Just trying to feel. Ah, you see, you're going, you're going know, pretty mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you wanted uh, to come back around? You want Linda to give you a few moments? Sure. Okay. So good, okay. but we will come back. Okay. Thank you. Ah. Oh goody! <laughs> 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 
I may be going into the ladies' room. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I see you in there earlier? (laughs) I think. uh, Best question, David. Uh, And don't don't try to be philosophical here. Uh, There's a big difference between philosophical and being wise. Hint: wise is simple. Yeah. Well, we're not doing so good so far in our test. I think I'm going to have to come back around. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Next. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) The hand went up. Sorry. Hi, handsome. Hello, beautiful. (laughs) Do I have wisdom? Do I have wisdom? That's your question? Yes, indeed. And would you like me to answer? Maybe. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm doing too here. I'm uh, going to answer the questions. Yes, please. Edith asks, "Do I have wisdom?" And Edith, you have so much that uh, you you're overlooking it. You have such wisdom, but you're still relying on your brawn and your brains. Uh, so now, just let that wisdom um, serve you in your life. Thank you. And when you go looking for it, well, where is that wisdom Adamus was talking about? It's not in your mind. It's not really even in your heart. It has no force to it, so it's going to be very quiet. It's not going to. You're not going to get a big sensation, but when you hit it, you'll know it. Good. Thank you. Next question. How was that question on a scale of one to ten? Mm. Would you give it uh, audience uh, above six or below six? Mm. Below six. Uh, uh, Three to four. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. No, just on. Was it a really good? You know, because this is a test here, and it depends what what we do next month. So, but at least at least she gets an applause for answering the damn question. <laughs> next. Next person. Yeah. Next question. How does one know that it's working? How does one know it's working? I've, I've felt it's, it's kind of like when your eyes go screwy. Yeah. And I know that that is, but very often it's, there's a lot of doubt. Yes. And I'm looking for some indicators. Yes. Because my brain can't deal with it. Good. I'll give you the wise answer, okay? Uh, I have to sit down and look like I'm wise. <laughs> Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> How does one How know, does it's one know that it's working? Uh, grasshopper, you ass- I said, oh, grasshopper, uh, you assume it's working. Thank you. Okay, the answer was good. The question was pretty good. The answer was really good. The que- was the question a, a five or above? Yes. Or five or below? All, all for above, raise your hands. Online, raise your hand. Ooh, okay. We're above five. You're safe. Yeah. But we still have two who haven't answered, so we'll go back to them now. Best question. See, you can determine a lot about somebody's wisdom by the questions they ask. You know, you, you've all heard that there's not a stupid question. <coughs> that was a stupid person who came up with that line. <laughs> yes. On that, David. Oh, we're back here again. Yeah, so we quickly. are back, back here. A little too quickly, actually. Question. <clears throat> Question you boys wanted to ask me. 
was that you um, when I was on the other side of the veil before this incarnation that uh, was actually helping to uh, guide me and actually at that time I ended up choosing my parents and, and I think maybe it was you said you know go feel and visit them to see if that's the family you want to incarnate in was that you uh, no I'm the one who said don't go yeah uh, <laughs> and well that that was that was you and you're going to find if you go back in your past or your experiences you go back and all the times you thought it was uh, a spirit guide or an angel or even me you're going to realize every time it was you from the future coming back to visit you you disguised it with different names and faces but every time it was you so good oh, i love the answers yeah we get that <laughs> we get that okay, a couple being, of, i'm being please. threatened sorry yes yes question isn't true creation just allowing isn't true creation just allowing I, I would go um, a little further than that. True creation is just an expression of joy, uh, of beingness, uh, and then allowing. And one, a true creation is taking a good deep breath and just ah, radiating out your beingness. Oh wow! And then allowing that to manifest in whatever way it wants without an agenda or a timetable, but allowing – and then the true Creator kind of sits back and watches how all the energy starts swirling and goes, that is amazing. I'm amazing. <laughs> and then the true Creator says, I'm going to go jump into my creation. And I'm yelling in the background, don't <laughs> do it! <laughs> unless, unless you're really wise. Yeah. Good. Good questions. We're getting there. We're getting warmed up a couple more. There's a sense that it's so easy, the yes. allowing, uh -huh. and that it's all done and all is well. Yeah. And so I think the question is, is sort of similar to um, is there anything else? It's. It, he was asking, "How do we know when how do you we've know? gotten there?" Yeah, I just yeah. and it. Uh, I'll give you the the very clear answer to that is it's done. Mm -hmm. Now go forth into the experience of what it was like to get there. Stop whining, complaining, kicking, holding back, and screaming and blaming it on me, and just how do you want to experience it? That's that is. That's my question to each and every one of you, and then you tell me, "Oh, I want to be in joy and love and peace," and it's like, well. I don't think so. I, I think you're wanting to experience it like, uh, like a battle axes and fighters <laughs> and uh, wrestlers and uh, watching to see how much crap you can get through. And that's okay. I, I'm going to be here anyway. Uh, but how do you want to go through it? It's that simple. How and really, how do you want to go through it now? Before your mind answers that, tap into the wisdom. Tap into the wisdom. You're going to get a whole different answer than mind answer. A whole different answer. And remember, the wisdom has no bias or judgment. There's no energy or power. It's just this. It's suddenly, you feel yourself. You're kind of in this 
warm golden pool of kind of honey, uh, and it's just like, oh, it changes everything. And you're not, you may not even be able to define it right away, but suddenly you go wisdom instead of mental, and it changes everything. We're, we're heading off on a different path here, rather than reverting to the old mental. So, good, nice. good question. Thank you. Yeah. Two more, and then uh, we'll come to the conclusion of our test. And dear sir, Linda will give you the microphone next. For the right amount of money. Yeah, for the right amount of money. <laughs> she can be bribed for the right amount. Yes, uh, question. Well, just a comment. I early just tell Denise, <laughs> never says never. <laughs> okay, question is that on the prognosis class, yes. you were so exciting, living <gasps> the moment. I? Yeah. It's like you were waiting for that moment. I was. And I was hesitating to come here, but I was so excited because I felt that I must be here. Yeah. So the question is, what happened after the day that you anticipated that it was the prognosis day? What happened after prognosis? After. After yeah, yeah. to you or to me? To you. Oh, I went back to the Ascended Masters Club. Well, well, um, well uh, they had a dinner for me that night, uh, and <laughs> they honored me, and uh, yeah. Well, um, uh, to you and us together. Yeah. What happened? Uh, we we set off in a different direction. We we uh, got off the old course, even though we hadn't been on that course that long. We keep making shifts. There was a huge shift in the work we're doing. We said goodbye. Oh, she wants uh, product placement. If you'd like a chambre scarf, call <laughs> Linda at 1-800-UP. Oh. Your label was flashing. <laughs> My label's always flashing. Uh, so what happened is that we, um, we tightened up. Uh, there, there were some who just don't like this whole, oh, technology and robots thing. Uh, and basically we said that's what the world is going on with the world. Where we're going is kind of a parallel, but we're bringing in consciousness rather than artificial intelligence. And some bailed, a uh, lot of chambra. Just they'll they'll do other things. They'll they'll um, have their have their own path. But that's when we said, "This is it. Uh, no more screwing around. No more. Uh, no more dallying. No more uh, asking me what the hell you should name your cat or dog or anything like that." This is it, and, and there's no energetic tolerance for any of the macchio, any of the other stuff. Uh, you're, you're too precious to me, and you're too precious to yourself, and uh, I'm being graded by the Ascended Masters, so we've got to do good. We've got to make this happen. So we tightened up. Uh, we know where we're going. Clarity. That's, that's it. Clarity. So what rate they gave you? But what rating? Oh, they gave me uh, the ten to the tenth power because <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, <laughs> listen, if you can't talk good about yourself, who's going to? You, you gotta, you gotta lighten up, laugh a little bit, uh, loosen up. Yes, sir. Um, I've been working on myself for, I would say, the major portion of my life. Yes. I've been doing spiritual path, retreats, medicine circles, mm -hmm. 
And there's something inside me that just insists to not acknowledge my growth. Right. Uh, there's something inside me that just wants to hold on to my fear and my doubts, and right. it doesn't want to allow me to fully move into my unlimited nature. It wants to hold on, and I'm trying to understand sure. that and move beyond that. Sure. Uh, and so your question would be? Oh, <laughs> how, how do I move beyond that? Uh, you just do. Uh, and, and I don't mean to be <laughs> flippant with that, but... So you've had, uh, especially in this lifetime, but going into others, you've had a lot of uh, training, structures, methods, definitions. Uh, when you come in here, we go sans definition. We let it all go. It is frightening to the core. It is terrifying in so many ways, because what are you going to hang on to? Nothing except your wisdom. You let everything that you learned go. Not, not as in uh, it was bad. You just say, yeah, it served me back then, but I'm in a different place. You let all that go, the, the teachings, the philosophy, the wisdom, the teachers, all that, including me, you let all that go. And now you're flying free and it's, uh, it's scary. But then in that absolute sheer fear, you realize that, uh, that you have to look someplace else be, uh, besides the old answers. And then suddenly you realize, damn, here I am. I just jumped out of the airplane without a parachute. What am I going to do? Hey, I'm the master. There never was an airplane. <laughs> uh, and I'm not free-falling, going to smash down to earth, but I'm, I'm allowing my own sovereignty. So you, you're, you're too intellectual. You know that. Uh, you're, you're too smart for your own good. Uh, stop trying to figure everything out. Just continue to breathe in. Yourself, yeah, and the wisdom. Okay, good. Thank you. But did that answer it? Awesome. Yeah, well. I see about thirty other questions uh, flashing through <laughs> your mind right now. It's like you you have this uh, intellectual curiosity, which is fun for a while. But if you're truly, oh, I have to ask you: Are you truly committed to allowing your realization in this lifetime? Oh, I, I don't know how to answer that. Oh. oh, that's a double whammy. First, you've got to go in the men's room, which really smells bad, and then the women's room. So where are we going to get with this? Uh, where are we going to get with I, I'm making all these efforts. Am I, just, uh, am I just a fraud? Here's what I think of efforts. Oh! <laughs> what are you efforting? What, what are you efforting? To improve myself, to Bullshit. evolve. Bullshit. You're, you're, uh, sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> you will never perfect the human. You will never improve your mind. You can play games. You can have fun. You can pretend you're getting healthier or smarter, but you will never. And it's the fallacy of enlightenment. Whose job is it to, to enlighten? Whose job? Yours or the I am. The I am. Then why don't you let it? You're not letting it. You're, you're interfering. You're, 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 a, 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 you're interfering with the whole process of natural enlightenment because you think you have to do it. That's egotistical. That, that is going to get you in so much trouble. It's not up to you. 
you don't know what enlightenment is or realization. The I am does. So here you got a uh, human going along saying, I'm going to work for my enlightenment. I'm going to study. I'm going to effort. I'm going to spend a lot of money. And I'll tell you right now, you give me a hundred dollars and I'll guarantee your enlightenment. <laughs> I'm teasing with you, but do me a favor and yourself a favor and anybody in your orbit, your, your life a favor, stop working at it. Enjoy your life. When you get all uh, in your mind and philosophical and mental, take a deep breath and say, I turn it over to wisdom. I turn it over to my wisdom and, and then allow it. Uh, but you're going to have a really tough time because you, you want to craft your own enlightenment. And you can't. You can fool the human a little bit into thinking that you're making progress, uh, but it's like fooling the horse into thinking that it's going to get the carrot. You can't. And it's one the natural or the premise of our whole gathering here is enlightenment is natural if you allow it. Allowing it means just go out and enjoy your life, take a lot of deep breaths, and allow. The master comes in, and then you realize the master was already there, and it's already you. But the human was interfering because just allow, okay? And, and at first you're going to go, God, this is so boring. I got to do something. I better go to another class. Or you take a deep breath and you begin to realize the beauty of allowing. That's it. This is enlightenment is natural. Any. Any teacher that says, no, I've got the program, I've got the course here, is full of macchio and, and also a lot of other things, power, manipulation and that. Every, first of all, there should be no spiritual teachers. Uh, shame on those who aspire to be one. And it's simply you, the human, saying, you know, I allow a natural process. That's it. That's it. And yes, your doubts will come up. They will. The mind will get in there. The mind is always going to try to associate with something, hang on to something. The mind is going to look for your sense of identity and awareness and all the rest of that until you just get nauseous. Uh, it just So you take a deep breath and you allow. That's it. That's it. It's not that difficult. We just we have to get together once in a while, once a month like this, to be in the safe space because it is tough out there. You're bombarded by a lot of things. We just come together. I distract. That's all I do. I just distract over here so you can allow your divinity. And divinity, and remember this clearly, go back and listen to this ten times, there is no power in the divine, in the, in the I Am. There's no power and no energy in it. So stop looking for that. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Okay, question. Oh, it's pizza time. Uh, was that the question? <laughs> what time is pizza? <laughs> Best question of the day. Uh, let's take a good deep breath, and now I'm going to let you measure the questions in terms of the wisdom contained within the question itself. Oh, you can you learn so much about wisdom of a person by the questions they ask. So where are we? Um, where are we in terms of our Wisdometer, <laughs> our wisdom. I make up words. Our wisdom, our wisdom meter. We're we're going to tighten up for the next three years. We're going to have a lot of clarity in these next three five years. Uh, where are we right now in terms of our clarity? 
five, I hear. I hear a five. Do I hear a six? 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 A five point five? Eight. Eight. It starts at eight. Uh, in, way in the back, I get a four. I get a four, and not very optimistic. I get uh, a nine. Where are we? Online, uh, weigh in so I can it feel depends. all of this. It depends over here on what, dear Linda? On the, the, on the width of the audience. On the audience? Um, okay, it depends on the audience. Where do you want to be right now in terms of wisdom? Oh, don't be overly optimistic. <laughs> Where do we want to be in terms of our wisdom right now? Right where I am. I like that answer the best. Right where I am. Perfect where I am. Let's take a good deep breath with that. What a day it's been. As always, we're going um, to really focus, have cl- focus, forget that word. We're going to have clarity these next few years together. And what we're really going to be doing is not just talking about it, but bringing in that wisdom bringing together the human and the master. It's that simple. It's easy. You don't have to study it. You just come here once in a while for a few laughs, a piece of pizza, and some cheap wine. With that, all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you, dear Linda. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you, Adamas. Thank you. So, stay with the good deep breath. Be in honor of you. Because it doesn't matter. (laughs) All you can do is take the good deep breath and allow for you. So breathe deeply in every, every I am here moment. We're thankful that you can be here with us, imagining all of this incredible audience out here in this wonderful room, all breathing with consciousness and allowing. Such an amazing gift we give ourselves. So, with that, we'll be back here exactly on March 3rd. There's only 28 days in February. So we'll be back here March 3rd, same time, same place, maybe. And, uh, but maybe with more wisdom or something. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So, thank you, everyone. BTR. Crimson Circle, listening or watching, we hope that you'll be with us and take the good deep breath for you. Thank you for the staff and everyone here. Thank you. Thank you. And action. That's all, folks. Cut. Porky, could we just get a little bit of the stutter? Just a little bit of the stutter. That would be great. Yes, of course. It's, it's a silly me. Not a problem. Ready? Quiet. Ready and action. That's all, folks. Darn it. Did it again, didn't I? You wanted to stutter. Sorry, guys. Perfectly all right. Still rolling. And action. That's all, folks. You're sounding great, Pork. We'll get there. You got the stutter. Tell you what, could we get the stutter on the that this time? I'm sorry? I'd just like to try getting the stutter on the that. That's all, folks? Exactly. You're doing great. Oh, obviously. You want to do it? No, no, no. You're the star. Porky, you ready? 
And action. That's all, folks. Cut. Beautiful. You're a real pip, kid. Yeah, we, 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 what a... Much as you get. All is well in all creation. <laughs> <laughs>